sure this is such a great idea? I mean, I, I'm sensing tension of the palpable sort. This landing is gonna get pretty interesting. Define interesting. Oh God, oh God, we're all gonna die? I swear by my pretty floor bonnet, I will end you. Angel Investigations, we help the hopeless. You set things in motion. Play your little games up here in your glass in Chrome Tower, people die. Yeah. I see your yeah and raise you a yeah. Help me out here, Spock. I don't speak loser. Okay, your basic spells are usually only about 50-50. Oh yeah? Well, so's your face! Buffy has super strength. Why don't we just load her up like one of those little horses? Well, then everything's alright. We all get to be not stake through the heart. Good work, team. Two! Captain Tight Pants. La 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 la. Testing one, two, three. The microphone works. Yay! Gotta hate it when you sing. <laughs> and that's why I do it. <laughs> I am going to kill you in your sleep. That's the best type. <laughs> I'm faster than I look. Hi, welcome to Mindless Dribble, Scott and Sarah. Hello! Uh, trying to get one pumped out in the month of March for y'all. Because um, we're a monthly thing, and I'm trying to stick to that. So, um, it's good to have a goal. This is actually our second podcast of the day. We've already airlocked one. Never, <laughs> never, never push that button. <laughs> actually, we had some. I don't. We, I don't think we could have saved it anyway. We were having some major computer problems here, and it looks like it's just it's destiny. That one was not meant to be. So no, it wasn't. It was hour and ten shit. minutes. So I'm gone. saving you. No, I told no him great to dump loss. it. Yeah. But we're going to kind of stick with the... I, I had suggested doing a Firefly episode. Um, okay, you're talking with your hands, but you're in my space bubble, so roll back a couple inches. At least I'm not slapping anything for a change. Uh, <laughs> no, but in a second, there's going to be a cigarette in that hand, and I don't want to be on fire. True. Well, that's when I'll start slapping, and I'll burn my own knee or something. That's fine, but still, roll back an inch or two. <laughs> you're in my bubble. I'm, we're in the microphone bubble. I have to be in this bubble. Very limited studio capabilities here, but anyway, um, so I guess the topic of the day is going to be uh, Joss Whedon properties. Um, I thought about doing just a Firefly one, and we decided you can't really talk about just one Joss Whedon thing. I think because he's just got all kinds of good stuff out there. I haven't seen all of it. You've seen most of it, probably more than I have. Possibly. Um, I didn't really jump on the Whedon bandwagon. I, I, I'd seen the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, which who doesn't love Pee Wee Herman as a vampire, you know? So gotta love that. Um, the long drawn out death scene. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it beautiful. Oh, I think I probably oh. watched it just for that. I mean, normally. <laughs> around, bouncing off walls. I'm generally not a guy who would go, wow, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Let's go see that one. Because. Oh, I did, just because it was ridiculous. Yeah, but then I saw Paul Rubens was in it, and I'm like, yeah, let's check this out, because, yeah, it's a ridiculous concept, and I do love me some ridiculous concepts. Um, yeah, that would be why I'm here. But I <laughs> <laughs> but I have uh, no idea that who Joss Whedon was, even at that point, um, until I got into Firefly, which I got into after seeing Serenity first, and then going back and watching the series, and then, of course, being like, where's the rest? Why is it only 14 episodes? And uh, he's still in therapy over there. Anyone who's a fan, you know, knows the the brown coat the brown coat lament that uh, we'll probably never get more. 
Um, but man, Josh gave us a lot of other stuff, and it was after uh, being with a buddy of yours for a while who turned me on to uh, Buffy, um, and I watched all seven, you know, mainline about seven seasons of that or whatever it is, and loved it, um, you know. And you, what was your first Whedon property? Uh, Buffy. Buffy. Buffy, yeah. Well, Buffy, and then the subsequent Angel, mm-hmm. and um, I watched Firefly when it came first run because you know that's what I do, <laughs> and uh, then I watched The Dollhouse and got sucked into, and hit the same wall that everybody else did with Firefly because it was there and then it wasn't anymore. Yeah. Like really? Well, that one they literally brought back wasn't that canceled, and then they kind of yeah, I think they might have, but yeah, it didn't go season out of them. Yeah, um, which they tried to. But do my DVR was set to you know record every new episode, and it just sat there looking at me for yeah. two years, yeah. three years, whatever. Well, I said I got in the game long after the whole Firefly fiasco. And then Buffy was obviously all over by the time I started watching it, too. So I was a Johnny-come-lately for Mr. Whedon, I guess. Although I'd seen a lot of the movies he's script-doctored on, and I didn't realize he worked on. He did, like, Alien 4, Alien Resurrection, I think. And Jesus, how many Alien movies are there? <coughs> too many at this point, that. yeah. There's only two that exist, really, in my mind. Alien 1 and 2. <laughs> but... Um, so I mean, Josh Whedon, anyone who's a fan knows that he's known for his, his snappy, conversational, uh... Witty comebacks! Yeah, witty comebacks, and, you know, uh, he's, he's a word man, you know, he likes, uh, some nice complimented, or complicated conversations between his characters, uh, very nerd reference heavy, what turned me on with Buffy was just the constant dropping of Star Wars references and comic book references, and... For fuck's sake, the whole Dark Willow saga is pretty much the Dark Phoenix saga from the X-Men comics. Oh my god, so. you draw parallels where there are none. There are, definitely. No, oh, come no. on. No, I will be defended by hundreds of comic fans on this one because I think Joss Whedon would even admit to it. <laughs> Just like you tried to tell me that Legends of Tomorrow is Doctor Who because he's a Time master. Well, come on. They've got the guy who played Rory <laughs> playing because a Because actors do master. different roles. I know, but that, that's just... I'm not saying they... they and by that theory, totally Captain Mal is Caleb the priest. Well, oh yeah. No, okay, actors have different jobs. Oh, come on. But time masters, and he steals a time ship, and he goes through time correcting shit, and that's not a little Doctor Who. That's H.G. Wells. Well, okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay, so Doctor Who ripped off Wells. <laughs> Whatever way, I was trying to give your doctor the props, you know, and say he did it first, but hey, whatever. You want to go back to the main man, I'm game. I'm an H.G. Wells guy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you got us off on that tangent. We're supposed to be talking about Joss Whedon. Gur, arg. So, yeah, gur, arg, yeah, love it. The Mutant Enemy Productions. Mm-hmm. I love that little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which was just like kind of a throwaway gag at first that they needed. No, he needed. Yeah, they needed a, a closer to the show, and they're just like, well, fuck, what do we do? It's a little dinosaur guy, yeah. And, uh, it's not a, a dinosaur yeah, guy. I'm thinking Wash, sorry. It's yeah, a mutant. Vampire. <laughs> and mutant enemy is what he called his right, typewriter. Right. So, yep. yeah. Gerarg. 
which I, I really wanted to see on the end of like the Avengers, but you know, it didn't happen. Marvel wouldn't allow it. But uh, so I, I said I I was very intrigued by Buffy and Firefly, and I, I definitely want to see Angel. I purposefully didn't watch Dollhouse when it came out because I had Firefly trauma, you know, PSTD. Yeah, well, I fell into <laughs> it and got traumatized. And, but I think, yeah, I made the right call because it's like that one season done and then they, they managed to eke out a second one. And I will go back and watch it for various reasons, not the least of which is Eliza Dushku. Um, and uh, watch. Spends a lot of time in a white tank top. Ooh, nice. Can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> But oh see, God! Well, you know, I I loved her as Faith on, on Buffy too. I was I was never you know huge Buffy crusher. I was always I loved Willow. And I, I loved apologize Buffy. for the coughs. I'm recovering from the plague. <laughs> huh. Sorry. All right. No dump button. No. It's not real radio. No. I can occasionally clip out some of my louder coughs before they split your eardrums, but no. <laughs> like that. Yeah, one. like there we go. Yeah. Perfect example. Um, I know. I loved. Well, we, in the last podcast that you won't get to hear, I was gushing far too much over Firefly. You know? Just love all the characters. I've probably seen the the series and movie more than I've seen Star Wars, which will get me beaten up around two true freaks by some people. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah. But you know. But I mean, it was it was great for Star Wars fans because I mean it was you know even Joss would say that. Mel is pretty much Han Solo, you know, lovable rogue, and, uh, and it, just the way they wrote that, I mean, the Buffy dialogue was, was obviously witty and funny and maybe a little, I was just reading a story about how the Buffy clan, their, their least favorite set was the library, because that's where, you know, poor Giles just had to learn pages and pages of dialogue to do exposition <laughs> for everybody. And Anthony Stewart had killed it. Let's, let's give it to him. Um, but man, the, the Firefly actors, I think, must have had kind of a rougher time of it because they had to, for one, learn a bunch of Chinese curses. Um, Which and, you attempted to learn? I've looked up and, you know, just to see what each of them meant and all that. And, and yeah, made a half assed attempt at, at learning my Mandarin curses and decided that China's probably a country I should never visit because I, I will never learn Mandarin. Oh, this is a fang sang fun quantity, but I don't have time to unwind it. Four years of Spanish in high school, and I can ask you where the bathroom is and for another beer, please. That's about it. So, yeah, languages are not my, my specialty. Uh, Joss, actually, I think, knows Russian. I mean, he, he took Russian studies in, in college and loves Russian. Um... But uh, I have not seen Angel or Dollhouse, yeah, so I'm sad on that account. But, I mean, obviously a big fan of the Avengers and Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., which isn't directly a Joss Whedon thing, but is um, his brother Jed. Uh, so, you know, almost a Joss Whedon thing. I mean, he's the main producer on it, but he doesn't handle showrunner stuff. Um, what do you like about uh, Joss Whedon stuff? The snarky stuff. And he even had some episodes of Roseanne that he wrote. You know, that's the oh, queen of snark. That. Yeah. Well, maybe that's where he gets uh, credit for first on screen. We were talking about this in the last one that he's he's oftentimes 
you know, given credit for a first on-screen lesbian kiss. And I thought it was Buffy with Tara and, um, Tara and Willow. So, yeah, I, I, I've, it's been longer since I've watched Buffy now than I watched Firefly again, so I'm the one that's fuzzy on that. But, uh, you said it was on Roseanne, and I didn't remember that, but the first lesbian kiss on TV? Yeah, um, Margo, is, was it Margot Hemingway? Mary, Mary, I don't know. Yeah, it was the Roseanne's sister, though. And no, it was mm-hmm. Roseanne. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. And people went crazy. Yeah. But maybe that's, maybe Joss wrote that scene. Maybe he wrote that episode and that's where he takes credit for it. Because I'm sure I've seen him take credit for First Lesbian Kiss. But maybe Roseanne didn't count because she had Dan in the wings. She went both ways. I don't know. Politics. The, the quote <laughs> on how he planned for his career. And it was, and I quote, All I knew I was going to do something other than making honest living. <laughs> So yeah, there that kind of nice. sums it up. He's kind of the rare showrunner that, I mean, you see him more now, but I mean, how many times did you really think about you know who who makes my show, who makes my TV show? I don't. Yeah, I, I generally don't either. But I mean, you get a show that that's his strength is that he inspires such fandom in the people that watch his stuff, and his stuff is like so uniquely him. I mean, he'll be the first to admit. I think he borrows from a lot of other sources. All good writers will, you know. And, and his and Buffy is just a reference fest for nerd stuff, you know, horror nerd stuff, space nerd stuff, comic nerd stuff. You know, Buffy is a superhero. Pretty much refers to herself as such throughout the series. <laughs> um, and Joss has, you know, written tons of comics. I mean, he's always been a comic nerd, so that came out. That that's what attracted me to Buffy. Um, other than he also hires some really pretty people for his shows. you got to give him props for that. There's always good eye candy. Absolutely. Not a lot of people look like me in a Joss Whedon joint. Um, <laughs> and I would never want to inflict that on a viewing audience, so that's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, talk about some... Talk about a cut jaw in, you know, in Nathan Fillion for a hero for Firefly or anything. You know, that man's jaw was grown in a genetic lab somewhere uh, (laughs) for replacements for Superman or something if necessary Um, and Marina Bachrain who we just saw in uh, Deadpool you know obviously beautiful woman and every one of them I mean I said not a lot of ugliness Uh, Jane Jane Cobb ugliest person probably on Firefly and that's including Shepard Buck so there you go there's the demon kitty oh something shiny I'm shiny, a demon kitty. Well, if I don't acknowledge her, she'll just take a swipe at me and, you know, go for an artery like that. That was precariously close to my leg, She'll cat. punt you. She will punt you. <laughs> I only threatened you. She'll do it. Kidding, no cats were harmed during this podcast at all. Unless they get really, you know, annoying and then they might get slightly injured. His first TV writing job was on Roseanne. Yeah. Like I said, he's done tons of script doctoring stuff over the years. Because uh, he, he's a writer, man. He, he, that's his primary skill, I think. His primary craft is, is his word craft and coming up with good ideas. Um, like Firefly, I mean, that's all about his inspiration for that was, you know, basically a Civil War novel that he had read. Um, Buffy, I'm sure, 
his inspiration for that was probably fucking vampire stories. Just going out on a limb here for that one. Um, <laughs> but he did interesting stuff with it. I mean, they played around with the myth and got away with a lot on a on a probably a small budget. The the effects on Firefly were probably half of its demise because I'm sure that was a really expensive show to produce. And Dollhouse looked like it had a lot going on as far as technical they stuff did. and and special effects. So. Unfortunately, Especially the programming chair and all yeah. of the stuff that happened in that. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was pretty cool. Unfortunately for great ideas on TV, they can sometimes get hobbled by their own, you know, ambitiousness. Like Battlestar Galactica, you know, and all the space-themed shows that came out after Star Wars in the 70s were fiddling, fidgeting. Um, you know, were usually shut down mainly because they just could not afford to make them anymore. Uh I'd love to see Joss get back into TV. I mean, he hasn't had terribly awesome luck with it. Didn't Buffy even, like, change networks? Didn't they go to, like, the... They were on WB. WB for a while, but they were, did they start at Fox, or...? Uh, possibly, but here's one for you, nerd. Okay. That his... He's an X-Men fan, and his most famous character, Buffy was based partly on Kitty Pride. Well, that does not surprise me. He wrote one of the better Kitty Pride stories in Astonishing X-Men, which I have read. So yeah, him like Kevin Smith bounces back between, you know, the comic world. And I don't know if you've ever read any of them. I've never read any of them, but Buffy is still alive in comic form. Yes, it is. As we speak today, he's done... Uh, He's got other people mostly doing it. I think he pops in and writes one every now and then. But, yeah, like Buffy season eight or whatever. And apparently it goes to some really weird places. And I will definitely look those up someday. Um, Buffy itself had everything from, you know, first season ending was the apocalypse. You know, hard to top that. But And did it, it said that the ending wouldn't have been quite as brutal if the WB had given them another season. Really? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a rough one. The way that Buffy ended, actually, the way that Angel ended, the way th they all end He's bloody. Evil, yeah, man. It, Joss is nothing if not a reputation for just taking his characters through the frickin' and his fans through the ringer by the bad things he does to his characters. I mean, all the feels. Oh god, I mean, one of the most you know, gripping television death shows I've ever seen was when Buffy's mom died. I mean, just like all the actors in that just hit it out of the park. It was just so fucking soul-wrenching. I don't understand. I don't understand how this all happens. How we go through this. I mean, I knew her and then she's there's just a body. And I don't understand why she just can't get back in it and not be dead anymore. It's stupid. It's mortal and stupid. And, and Xander's crying and not talking, and, and I was having fruit punch, and I thought, well, Joyce will never have any more fruit punch, ever, and she'll never have eggs, or yawn, or brush her hair, not ever, and no one will explain to me why. You know, that you, you have to appreciate the craftsmanship behind that, even as it's making you, you know, weep your eyes out for half an hour, or an hour. Um, and I'm still don't forgive him for Anya, so. <laughs> Actually, no, I hate him for Fred. But you didn't watch Angel, so no. that means nothing to you. No, no, no. But, you know, we all know what happened to Wash Kebab. 
uh, in Serenity and, and Poor Shepherd Book. Will you please stop playing with that? That's six inches from the microphone. It's behind the microphone. Doesn't matter. You won't even hear that. You'll hear the cat knocking shit off here any second now. <laughs> Hi, kitty. Hi, baby. You want to back out of where you are now, sweetheart? Yeah. She's like, no, it's my window. <laughs> Alright, so, talking to the cat's ass now. Um, our new microphone. And, um, where were we? Yeah, the cats always do that. They, they turn around and show you their butts. Yeah, she yeah. loves you. Yeah. So what was the premise of, uh, of Dollhouse again? You're the Dollhouse was, um... There were people that had their personalities, their memories wiped completely. And if you needed, I don't know, a date for senior prom or a uh, a wife to convince your mother that you weren't going to die horribly alone, you you would go and you would spend thousands and thousands of dollars and rent yourself a doll. And whatever characteristics, personality, memories that you wanted in the doll that you were renting would be downloaded. So high-tech hookers, basically. Yeah, but it was it was all... <laughs> yep. People were, were, were made to order. Um, there was one episode where a guy had lost his wife, and every year on their anniversary, he would rent a doll to be, you know, and she had all of his wife's memories and her personality, yeah. and he would celebrate his anniversary with the doll. And it, you know, it, and the hilarity ensued. Actually, no, it was pretty horrific. To see when, for Joss, um, that's kind of a creepy when concept. When <laughs> Elijah Dusky's character, when she had been downloaded so many times that they couldn't quite do a clean wipe, and uh. things started to meld together, so you got like this combination of June Cleaver with a ninja, and a, you know, it's, yeah. It was, uh, I'd pay it was to see pretty that. cool. So yeah, all of the uh, templates that she had been downloaded with started to bleed together, and they couldn't quite wipe them all clear. So. And when they came back, I mean, that was actually like almost canceled the first season, right? And it, then, it only ran for, I don't know, what was it, fourteen, fifteen episodes? Really? I mean, there, so. there really wasn't. There really wasn't that much. Yeah. So see, that's I made the right call on that. Yeah, you that, probably did. The Firefly Addiction thing again. Although I will go back and watch it eventually. Um, because I read that, I, mean, when I was reading about you know it being maybe canceled and coming back, that when it came back it did this like whole weird apocalyptic twist or something. End of the world type stuff. And like Alan Tudyk was in it as Alpha or something. Uh, yeah, um, these, these Echo, was, it was two seasons. Uh, 2009-2010. <laughs> So and uh, Eliza Dushku and she was Echo, so the the main character. And because Joss reused actors <coughs> so many times, Amy Acker mm -hmm. was a doctor on it, and she from Angel was Fred. She's shown up in. Uh, he's had a couple of alumni in uh, Agents of Shield too. Mm -hmm. She's shown up in that and. Uh, couple other people that I think were in Dollhouse because I didn't recognize them but I had read that there were weeding people. Weeding people. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. And he's yeah, he reuses. Yeah, there's there's like, like seventeen actors in the world and Josh yeah, yeah. uses them in yeah, every yeah, and universe. That's always great. I mean 
And some have gone on to, you know, bigger things, some have not done as well. I haven't really seen Emma Caulfield in anything, unfortunately, or Anya. Uh, Brendan, the guy who played uh, Xander, yeah, the name alluding, um, has had a rough time lately. I don't know if you've been seeing the news stories about him. I saw his mug shots. Yeah, he's, uh, he's had a few it. of them quite a few quite lately. And mostly, like, centered around he gets trashed and fucks up hotel rooms at comic conventions and stuff, which is probably his only income. And he's apparently not spending it well on himself. But, so I hope you get better there, Xander. Um, obviously, uh, Willow went on to become our band camp girl. And uh, did, uh, what was it, How I Met Your Mother for many years, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, just saw, yeah, Nara and Deadpool, and Zoe's done a few things, and Wash has done a few things, so... One of Wash's, did you ever see, I think it was maybe Dodgeball, the movie? Yeah. Where Wash played Steve the Pirate? Yes. I think that was awesome. <laughs> a chance to see him getting goofy. That sounds like something out of science fiction. You live in a spaceship, dear. Man, Joss is just, he, he's a cult phenomenon. And what's kind of ironic is that Buffy really is his only successful TV show. I mean, the other would be considered complete fucking failures. Angel. Oh, Angel, yeah, okay, Buffy and Angel. How dare you? I'm sorry, see, I haven't seen it yet, so it just hasn't hasn't resonated. But, um... What do you mean there's only success? Toy Story. Oh, you said TV. For TV, yeah. All right. But, I mean, the, the kind of the reason he got handed the Avengers gig, uh, which was obviously, I mean, made billion-plus dollars, and that you know, kind of handed him the keys to the Marvel Kingdom for a while. Um, but, I mean, they kind of gave him that because he was so good at wrangling so many characters because every one of his shows has just two talk about Game of Thrones being complicated a Joss Whedon joint has a lot of fucking people to keep track of you know Firefly the main cast was like nine people you know Buffy it was you know Buff and the Scoobies you know six or seven people all the time um, and Oz was one of the best TV werewolves ever by the way loved Oz <laughs> um, you know understand that Willow had to had to go find herself and become a lesbian but I, I love the Oz and Willow stuff um, and d- don't forgive you for fucking Tara either Joss sorry not a lot of people like Tara but that was just wrong <laughs> told you I was a fan <laughs> Wow. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that we're supposed to rant about or Joss Whedon stuff? Is just him killing off our favorite people? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I, like I said, I give my kid a, an oatmeal raisin cookie and send her to California to go bite him on the ankle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah but that, that's, All the feels. That makes good drama. Has yeah. you have you laughing hysterically one minute and then... Dude, unbelievably sad because somebody he's almost really kind of set the precedent for shows that are going on now because now we just things like the walking dead even it's like what is that shows like you know evil people who go to watch a car race just for the crashes you know it's just (laughs) i'm gonna take that bottle away from you if you don't stop playing with it okay yes (laughs) but it's like you watch TV now to see which of your favorite characters they're going to have the balls to kill off. You know, it's almost like the reason to watch some shows. Is what saying else is that Nicotera took a page out of Whedon's book? Sure, yeah. All right. I'm sure he'd probably 
Better we admit to it. George Martin and everybody died. The yeah, end. well, George initially was See, working a little earlier than than Joss Whedon, so maybe Joss took a page from him. But but yeah, that's kind of become a little, like Breaking Bad was that way. It's like oh, they're going to kill off this person, they're going to kill off that person. And, um, so it's popular. Yeah, it happened when you, when you introduce a friend to a program and they look at you and they go, "I really like so and so," and you're like, "Oh, oh yeah, and they're going to die bloody in like three uh-huh. episodes." I'm sorry. <laughs> that's why I like that I've caught up on the, the Walking Dead comics. Although it's a double-edged sword, though, man. When you're watching an adaptation of something like that, because it's you know who's supposed to die, but will they not do it that way? And then you're more tense about everybody else. You know, if I'm sure spoilers is going to end, you know, die at the end of the, the current Walking Dead season because of the comic, and they do someone else, and I'd be like, oh shit, I wasn't ready for that. And you won't be. No, I'll be you know, a weepy mess, like I always am during The Walking Dead, I'm sure. <laughs> so anyway... Or i just do my general, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw when they did the, the, you were here when they did the false Glenn death, you know, in the dumpster there. And I was just like, they hate Glenn, for ten minutes afterwards, like, they hate Glenn, they hate Glenn. <laughs> they weren't supposed to eat Glenn, they were supposed to... Redacted, redacted, redacted. Told you he crawled under the dumpster. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. They had me. They had me on the hook for that one. He was a mess for weeks. It was sad. <laughs> well, I was first a mess, and then I was just kind of pissed. I'm like, oh, they should have actually really killed him. Then I became evil. I'm like, God damn it, you should really be dead. We don't want Glenn back. <laughs> They may just kill him again, and then it's going to be worse. I can kill you with my brain. The places your brain goes just <laughs> frightens me. Why do all these TV writers want to traumatize me? It's not right. You know, it's kind of evil. It's a, it's, it's in the contract. If you write a program, you, you have to you have to so much in it that will upset Scott McGregor. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah it's, it's in the contract. They just have to do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I watched well, well Angel. Done. Job well done, And everyone. Buffy. And, yeah, I started with the Buffy movie, and I almost didn't watch the series. I mean, sell me on Angel, the then. I mean, because after I was done with Buffy, I mean, they're dead. Well, how could I, how, why would I have to sell you on Angel when you met him in the series? But, but, but because I feel like I've had enough of the Hellmouth and fighting demons and Buffy. But that, he and Cordelia go off and fight evil in California. Go off Where to are L.A. They in California, no. Sunnydale. Yeah, well, they go to L.A. and and do whatever, and yeah, and they bring Wesley with them, and yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's... he redeems himself big, and you get to meet Fred, who is just adorable. I love Amy Acker. Yeah, and so... uh, like I said, I packed three oatmeal cookies to uh, send my kids to bite him on the ankle. After well, I'm, that I'm, one I'm actually sold. Don't spoil too much because I'm sold because I did watch the one clip of. I don't know, I found one of my clickbait lists of top ten cool or weird TV moments. And one of them was Angel becoming a puppet, apparently. Oh, it was awesome. And it's just time. like, I need to watch this eventually. This it's is Smile Time. The twisted. premise on that one was a, you know, it was a, a beam that came out of the TV during a, uh, a kid's show, Smile Time. <laughs> and everybody that they watched, it got turned into a puppet. Yeah. And, yeah. Which, yeah. I'm, and then there was a werewolf, and yeah. I'm definitely uh, down with stuff like that. And I hear there's a <laughs> demonic law firm, of course there is, and stuff like that. So. Aren't they all? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Of course there is. 
<laughs> you get in the elevator and you go to the white room and you talk to the little girl and you're never really sure what she is. Is okay. she God? Is she devil? Is she she's the creator? She's just this adorable little girl. I do love shows that play around with with Christian mythology and stuff like that. I've always you know, I liked first six or seven seasons of Supernatural and even digging Damien and I I saw a meme this morning on super, about Supernatural. I said, why didn't they just fill a hula hoop yeah. with salt and hula past the demons? Yeah. That's a valid point. I don't know why they because then the show would be over. Oh wait, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, too I, soon. I made the obvious uh, point that you know, I'm sure no one would mind uh, Sam and Dean. No, not at all. Making motions throughout. I know, would rewind and watch that over and over and over again. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> but it's not only oh, them. God. I love the car. Think of the fan fiction that would come out of Dean and Sam and hula hoops. It's scary. Yikes. But, see, uh, Whedon's got a considerable amount of fan fiction out there, too, I'm sure. I mean, oh my god, just can't even imagine the places they go with the Buffy cast. and got to be some scary stuff. Uh-oh, now we're lighting shit on fire. <laughs> he just set my couch on fire. That's okay, it's his couch. But it's my spot. So yeah, that's that's fun. This is why I wanted you to up. move out of my space bubble with your cigarette. I think we're good. I'll stay over here. Okay. <laughs> uh, love to see Joss do more TV. He's kind of got his fingers in Agents of Shield. That didn't come out right. Um, but I mean, he's just like main figurehead producer for that. So I don't think he does much for stories. I think he wrote like the first episode, but. I don't know, I just closed IMDb, so, you know, whatever. No, no biggie, but Doesn't I mean, matter. I think... Not like the show is big on facts. I think Joss would, you know, <laughs> would probably shy away from wanting to be showrunner ever again, since he's pretty much two for two. Um, and he'd probably be smart not to go back to Fox. Uh, although he did for, didn't he, for Dollhouse 2, and they... It was the WB, was it not? CW? Yeah. It was CW. Anyways, Warner's... Maybe, but after what they did to him on Firefly, can't imagine him ever wanting to work with television executives again. Although he should have a little more coin in the bank at this point, considering he produced, you know, he directed two and a half billion dollars worth of Avengers movies. So he, he did kind of a weird split with the Marvel movies too. He was getting a little disgruntled with their whole process. I saw a GIF this morning on the Book of Face that had. Um the opening scene for Friends mm -hmm. and where it would say Friends it said Avengers <laughs> and it ran through all the it was kind of cute nice. yeah. but yeah did what draws me to, to any of his programs I, I watched Buffy it was the snark factor was just awesome I, I love the uh, all the witty well that's why he was a great writer for banter some, from, from Tony Stark other. I mean yeah. I think it's arguable that Stark's best lines have not been in an Iron Man movie but in an Avengers movie yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so that's going to be missed, you know. I think in the next next one because he did write both Avengers movies. Uh, but I understand why he, he got frustrated with the process too, because Avengers two was probably not as good, and it just was there to set up a lot more movies that he's not even have anything to do with. So that's got to be frustrating for a director who likes creative control. 
I mean, between Avengers 1 and Avengers 2, he went and made a little Shakespeare movie, like, in his apartment <laughs> with some of his TV buddies just to fucking kind of, you know, be able to do his own thing again. Um, and you have not seen, so we're going to have to trade off Joss Whedon properties. You have not seen Dr. Horrible yet, which is very short and very cool and also going to break our hearts because he's been promising for, like, five years now that he's going to make another one. Um, and probably won't. But that's Neil Patrick Harris singing silly songs, and, and Nathan Fillion is Captain Hammer. And spoiler: the hammer means penis. Um, Alrighty then. <laughs> you'll get it when you see it. Um, but that was just very different stuff, but very funny and obviously superhero nerd oriented. Uh, although there's a lovely heartbreaking love story in there too. Laundry day, see you there Under things, tumbling Wanna say, love your hair Here I go, mumbling With my freeze ray, I will stop the world With my freeze ray, I will find the time To find the words to tell you how How you make Make me feel, what's the phrase? Like a fool, kinda sick, special needs, anyways. With my freeze ray, I will stop the pain. It's not a death ray or an ice beam, that's all Johnny Snow. I just think you need time to know that I'm the guy to make it real. Feelings you don't dare to feel I'll bend the world to our will And we'll make time stand still but you'll, it'll make you watch I it am someday. truly frightened make you watch it someday. <laughs> It's where Joss Whedon makes our brains go He's a nerd He's like the nerd made good He looks like any average Joe nerd and, and he writes great stuff and makes good movies so that's why we love him right okay and he shows you Nathan Fillion's ass in Firefly there so. you go there's a point it's a bonus for everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, once I got past that it wasn't Caleb and he wasn't evil and he wasn't going to yeah so yeah I have I have the problem with I, I love the fact that he reuses the actors because I get to see them and you know, they can earn a paycheck or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I have trouble with the carryover because once somebody is a character that I really, truly can't stand, I see them in their next yeah. things. Is well, plus Joss always, even the minor characters in this shit are so well written and very layered, and you know they have backstories, and you know you, and the actors. It's one thing to write a good part for an actor, but I mean you have to have an actor that's that can actually do it. Yeah, and I've seen some of his actors and other stuff where they haven't been as good, so writing is essential. But they all, just to be a great director, you always have, also have to like inspire the people that work for you, and I think that's always going to get your best performances, even from mediocre actors. Um, so I mean, everyone that shows up for a Joss Whedon joint always, you know brings their A-game, I think. And, and all the people in Firefly will still, you know, many jobs later, many years later, will always reference that as one of their favorite favorite gigs, you know. 
granted, they're usually being asked that by some Firefly nerd reporter. Somebody standing there wearing brown? <laughs> right, you know. And <laughs> Tell so, me about... So they're probably not going to be like, nah, fuck that. Joss Whedon sucks. I hated working for him. Um, you know, because you just don't do that if you want to keep working. But I believe him. I mean, when I see Nathan Fillion... When Nathan Fillion brings multiple Firefly references and other characters into his new, more successful show... You know, there's there's some affection there. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen Castle curse in Chinese. No. Well, you haven't got there yet? No. no. I, I know he flat out, didn't he wear his coat and everything one Halloween episode? Perhaps. Yeah. I, I've not seen them all. I, yeah, I catch them occasionally. It's crazy that's gone on that long. <coughs> and, and a painful. long time. Yeah. Imagine what ten seasons of Firefly would have been like. Uh, you'd never leave your bunk. Glorious. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Pausing here. Pause, pause. Pause. I'll cut it out. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man behind blue eyes. Pause for station identification. Ow. You further thought that you said it just what was main writer on Toy Story? I should have known that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. I believe so. That's where the credit lies. Yeah. And uh, Agents Shield and the Avengers and um there was a Swedish something doll. It wasn't the dollhouse, it was doll something. Hello, Dr. Google. I just saw something recently on the web where he came on and did... I forget what the show was called. Doll Play. Doll 2009. Play. It was a Swedish... Really? Yeah. No, that's Captain Hammer. Or Dr. Horrible. Yeah, whatever. Pause know. for internet refresh. Oh yeah, American Life Live he came on and did a song. Doll play alley area. Buffy lives on in comics. And Firefly has done some comics as well, and they finally did one of the main mysteries of Firefly was uh, was Shepard Book's past, you know, which he always kind of hinted at, but never never said anything and this is where I think peripheral projects like that can go wrong and that they did a comic on Shepard book and told you everything and sometimes I'm not a fan of that sometimes I think it's better to let a character live in mystery a little bit and my favorite episode um, actually character reaction was when uh, River saw mm-hmm. Shepard without his ponytail. And oh, his I know. It's great. Big. It's like his hair's gonna cave his skull <laughs> in. It's gonna kill us. Yes. Oh, and she's freaking out, and Zoe's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Preacher, what did you do to her?" And he just pops his head out with the hair, and she's like, "Damn, <laughs> Preacher, <laughs> don't be scared too. Put the hair away." <laughs> Apparently, he did the screenplay for Titan AE. Okay, nice. Um, was... Screenplay for Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, three episodes of Parenthood he wrote. Nice. Four episodes of Roseanne. Um, yeah, lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff. Yeah, he said he did uh, Alien Resurrection. I think he did some significant screen doctoring on. Um, 
several other movies. The Astonishing X-Men. Yeah, he did a really good... What's what's regarded as one of the best mini-runs on the X-Men in recent years. Yeah, he did. Um, and you were saying earlier, did we say it in this one or the last one, <laughs> that Buffy was originally modeled on Kitty Pride. Yes, he uh, yeah. modeled Buffy loosely on, on Kitty Pride. Yeah. That's a little bit of nerd info. Mm-hmm. Um, Cabin in the Woods, which you made me sit through. That's right, yeah. I hate those kind of movies. Oh, I know, but you have to admit that was a a cool take on that. You you have to admit it, because I actually have it on another podcast, you admitting it. All right, so I admit um, it. (laughs) But yeah, he wrote that with, um, I forget who, but yeah, he was the main writing credit on that. Did not direct it. Statistical fact, cops will never pull over a man with a huge bong in his car. Why? They fear this man. They know he sees farther than they, and he will bind them with ancient logics. Uh, I don't know what I'd like to see. I hope Joss gets more acting or big directing gigs. I mean, I would love to see him do something of his own creation, but with like a really big, you know, budget. And of course, some more myopic fans are going to be like, "Oh, why don't you just make another Firefly movie?" It's like, cause, and I, you, you always tell me to let it go, but I have let it go more than a lot of them have. Believe me. <laughs> believe me. Oh my brown. God! Believe me. The, it, I, I, I'm on like the Firefly page on Facebook, and they're like constantly posting rumors and you know all this shit. It's like everyone's like, oh come on, you can make another season. It's like, no, they can't. A, everyone is employed elsewhere. You know, and they're probably not going to just quit a good job to come back to an iffy project. Um, B, the, the show's 10 years old now, 11 years old. Um, and I think there's quite enough fan support to keep it going. Um, there is supposed to be a Firefly video game coming out. It's difficult to sell cowboys in space to the It, it really is, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. And that's probably why I didn't go gangbusters the first time around. Yeah, thank you, Fox. <laughs> and, yeah, a lot of really fucked up producing decisions by But then Fox. again, if Twin Peaks could come back after 25 years, ah, light a candle, stick it in the window. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Some, sometimes something should be left in the ground. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think Firefly is one of them. It was one of those, it was lightning in a bottle. 14 episodes in a good movie and uh, the movie wrapped See, at least up. he got the movie to do it you know yeah which is an amazing I mean we we're talking about his fan base it's like fan base made that movie happen you don't get movies made out of you know well nowadays they'll make a movie out of fucking Candyland but I mean back about 12 years ago they weren't just handing out movie cash to make anything anyone was you know had a whim for but uh, letter writing campaigns and shit, and they, you know, got it, got it done. And I don't think it, it. I think the movie about broke even, maybe at the box office, which is probably why there wasn't a huge rush to make another one. But it was a great little gift for the fans. And uh, despite the fact they killed off two major characters, <laughs> I think they wrapped it up nicely. And you can't imagine how many death threats he probably got from knocking off Wash and Tara and all the and Tanya and. <laughs> Everyone he has, but that's kind of his thing. Yeah, my dollhouse ran for 27 episodes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got a little bit more out of it yeah. than you got from Firefly. Yeah. Uh, but that poor Joss, that's kind of his stock and trade, and I'm sure he's been trying to 
kind of climb away from that a little bit, but just the running joke of him killing off people. When it's, you know, it's a little exaggerated in the world that The Walking Dead exists in, <laughs> where they kill off five, ten people an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this character. Aww. Yeah, that's a, you, you kind of have to be a masochist then if you were going to watch a Joss Whedon thing knowing anything about him and it's like you, you go into this and it's kind of like do I even want to know these characters but names <laughs> okay Death of No with Buffy was Tara but, yeah um, and her mom and and Buffy's mom yeah yeah and, and he could have gone an angel, that way technically with, the first well, <laughs> first time yeah Buffy died twice yeah <coughs> so people that could, that but I mean, he could have gone, and all he did was take Xander's eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have gone way worse for that. And they cut Annie in half for no good reason. Yeah, well. <laughs> could have had her eaten by bunnies. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. That was the hottest body uh, bunny costume in the history of bunny costumes. Oh my too. god! You when go to your Anya bunk. I'll wait. <laughs> I got a theory. It could be bunnies. Stop singing! <laughs> got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. Some kid is dreaming, and we're all stuck inside his wacky Broadway nightmare. I've got a theory. We should work this out. It's getting eerie, what's this cheery singing all about? It could be witches, some evil witches, which is ridiculous, because witches, they were persecuted, wicked, good, and love the earth and women power, and I'll be over here. I've got a theory, it could be Barney's. I've got a theory. Maybe midgets. I've got a theory. We should work this fast. Because it clearly could, could get serious before it's past. So I turn around and you sing. It's it's. Horrible. I should have just booted up YouTube and played some Whedon songs over this while you went away. It would have been cool. The soundtrack by Dingoes Ate My Baby. Yeah, I gotta write that down. Best soundtrack yeah. ever is, uh, you know, you you get all excited over the Serenity theme, yeah. but. Um, Darling Violetta did the theme for Angel, mm. and just the, the the first couple of notes of that cello, or it's it just it still raises goosebumps. I had it as a ringtone on my phone for a while. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw but it. The up. problem was I wouldn't answer my phone until the song ended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be throwing a lot of weed music in on this. He's a very musical guy, obviously. You know, the Buffy musical episode was... Sucked. Maybe, you know, it, it, it was a great attempt for... It was just ballsy attempt, though. And, you know, some of them were hummable. I love my uh, Got a Theory song and Walk Through the Fire and all that. But, um, oh, my God. You were. Well, Buffy in general had a ton of music in it, though. Was they it did. the bronze that they used to go to? The bronze, yes. Bronze, yeah. And every so, and then they would have the whoever was 
at the top of the charts would come in and play. Yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah. That was always neat. And then, of course, we had Oz's band for a while. So. Well, and then Oz, to, to one of the bands that came to play at the Bronze, um, the lead singer was a werewolf, and Oz took off with her for a while. Oh, that's right, yeah. Much to Willow's yeah, chagrin. Yeah, yeah. Did love the Willow Oz thing. That was pretty cool. I loved the Willow Terra thing more. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. So you talked about the first, what was supposed to be the first lesbian kiss. Um, I don't know if that's shenanigans or not, but I'm sure that the first flaying and turning inside out of a person was done on Buffy. I did bet that um, one. That's, yeah, Warren, that's a good bet. Yeah. Warren being flayed, and yeah, that was yeah, they got away horrific with and epic at the same time. I mean, now it's nothing to see stuff like The Walking Dead, but this was like on network TV for a while. And, yeah, and suddenly you know, there's Warren with no skin. Yeah, that was nasty, man. Oh, yeah. I had some pretty hot sex scenes in that, too. Um, and just general, you know, Spike between Spike and, um, what was her name? Ah, Spike's long I'm going to wait. Come on. Shit. I've known corpses with a fresher smell. In fact, I've been one. Come on. No, you can see the actress too, and I can't. Ophelia, that's fucking Hamlet. <laughs> it was an Ophelia. It was something like Drusilla. that. Drusilla. Drusilla, there we go. Oh, and I was a big, big Drusilla fan too. <laughs> she was, she was my kind of crazy. That woman right there. <laughs> the bird won't sing. Mm -hmm. Well, because he wouldn't feed it, and now it's all dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the spike was great, man. That was like she was crazy because Angel made her that way. Yeah, yeah. It was she was supposed to be a nun, and yeah. Angel. Well, see, you didn't watch it, so you don't know these things. I don't know um, that side of it, but Angel, you know, Angelus. Angelus was a real Angel fucking without a soul. was a real prick. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it was Spike was William the Bloody. Yeah. In parentheses, awful poet. Um, he was. Uh, young man that lived with his mother in a rather probably unhealthy relationship. Yeah. And he wrote horrible, horrible <laughs> poetry. poetry. Yes. Yeah. That's why I relate to Spike. I write horrible poetry. Um, <laughs> I, I love Spike, man. Obviously it was like the Sex Pistols as a vampire, you know. It was <laughs> he said that Billy Idol stole his look from him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually used that line that was, that yep. was referenced in a no. Yeah, you mean that Billy Idol looking guy? No, Billy Idol actually, never mind. I gotta say, I was definitely one of the people that kind of went, what, when they did the whole Spike rapes Buffy thing, and then basically they reconcile afterwards and shit? I was a little, I'm sure Joss took some shit for well, that. Well, that turned, that goes all the way back to General Hospital did that, Luke and Laura. And, really? And, and yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, uh, Scotty, uh, Scotty Baldwin. Um, accosted Laura and it um, was horrible and then suddenly they were dating and they played into the rape fantasy shit oh yeah, man it was anyway I digress no so but I mean that's are... that's <laughs> said God bless for Josh for wanting to push boundaries like that but he might have gone a little over the line of that one today you know that social justice warrior outrage at that today though <laughs> oh my god he, he more even more death threats than he's gotten before <laughs> so yeah, we're at the uh, old TV and the bringing back the, you know, the the shit that you watch on reruns and DVDs. 
Buffy and Angel, and you're, I'm sure that you're going to get sucked into Angel. Yeah, I'll just have to get around to it, man. They keep making good TV, too, though. You know, new TV, so it's, like, hard to catch up. Still still on the fence on whether I should even continue uh, my Doctor Who education or not. I will eventually. And I guess they just... Capaldi said they have asked him to come back after Moffat leaves. So we'll be doing a whole Doctor Who thing, too. Soon. Yeah, you think you can hold your own? I uh, no, not at all. But I, I want to. I have very specific goals for this. I want to talk to someone in the UK. I want to honor Matt Ev or Dave Walker. I'm looking at you and Hope Mullinex. You want to come and talk Doctor Who with us one of these days? Um, none of you will ever hear that. So doesn't matter. Almost boycotted Netflix. Yeah. When they took the old ones off, and and I was I was on Hulu. And I started season one, episode one, you know, The Unearthly Child, and was working my way through the stuff that happened before I was born. Yeah. <coughs> and, uh, because I, you know, there was. Became aware of it in the 80s, you know. Yeah, it's it's all gone. And, uh, everybody, Netflix is, re- is removing Doctor Who, and everybody's like, oh, alright, so we'll just go to Hulu. Well, Hulu had better shit anyway. And then. 24 hours later, Hulu made it go away. Uh, I don't know what's up with that. Yes, they said it was to make room for of... better stuff while I call shenanigans oh, on that Oh, for fuck's one. sake. On Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> I go through a Netflix movie, you know, their list of movies, and I'm just like, who's handed out all this fucking movie cast? There's so many... You know, we're, we're up to Sharknado 9 now or so. Sharknado 3? Oh, but, hell no! Yeah. <laughs> But, no. Doctor Who's not good enough? I don't think so. It's, the only reason Netflix gets my money is when the Marvel shows come out at this point. You're going to be di- binge-watching the Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most stuff. Looking <laughs> forward to that. Yeah, so, I watched the Firefly... the series before I saw the movie. And so, when... Yeah, the wash kebab happened. Yeah. I had all the feels. Yeah, see, that was just like... And you watched it backwards. Yeah. You saw the movie first? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it didn't have quite the impact that it did for you fans, but... Uh, Yikes. Still, obviously, that it was, lots that was of people brutal. were upset about it. Um, yeah, that, he that was, was the brutal. funny one. You don't kill the funny one. <laughs> you messed up the Hawaiian shirt, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's really kind of sucks that Joss Whedon has he's pretty much cut ties to Marvel. He's like Age of Ultron's the last one. He's not doing like the consulting gig anymore. But I mean, I would have loved to have seen him do one of the the Netflix series, man. Give Joss thirteen episodes to fucking work his magic on. Oh, that would have been awesome. There's so many like goofier characters too that he would have been great doing in the Marvel universe. I think. Yeah. So yeah, Tony Stark had some pretty good lines. Yeah, but uh, well, even you know, I think you would have been. I'd love to see him do long form television again like that, and actually have more of a showrunner role on it. Uh, but I don't think he ever will, because <laughs> he's he stated before that as much as he loves it, it's a fuck ton of work. I'm sure. So. Mutant enemy, yes. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see some more stuff from him eventually, movie wise. But I think he's gonna probably. You know, do a personal project, you know, next, which would be great. I'd rather see him do some some original stuff 
other than, you know, I think with the Marvel stuff, he just didn't have enough control. You know, he likes to be able to breathe his own life into his characters. That's got to be a pretty stringent system as far as what he could do. You know, it's Joss Whedon. I'm sure he wanted to knock off half the fucking Avengers in the first movie, but <laughs> the higher-ups were like, no, we can make a billion dollars every time we put one of these guys on screen. You can't kill anybody important. <laughs> Can I kill Coulson? Yes, you can kill Coulson. So. And this is why George Martin doesn't write for... <laughs> for yeah, for Marvel Comics, yeah. He would be too constrained. Everybody dies, the end. <clears throat> yeah, but even he's guilty of bringing back people as zombies all the time, so, which we'll probably soon learn in Season 6. Or there will be riots. If Jon Snow is not alive in Season 6 of Game of Thrones, I pity the man. I think that's about it. Long story short, Jaws Reading's God. Uh, well, I wouldn't take it that far, but he writes some pretty awesome programs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I have wasted many, many hours with Buffy and Angel. See, I just, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch Angel eventually. Worst episode, the musical. Yeah, oh, the Creepiest did a episode, too. <laughs> Hush. Yeah. Still gives me nightmares. I hate that one. <laughs> watch it every time it's on, but I just. Yeah, it gives me all the Wiggins. <laughs> There's so many. I mean, it blew my mind when I found out that uh, the master in the first season of Buffy was the guy who played Nita Meyer in, in, in National Lampoon's Animal House. And, and what she used to call him, Kool-Aid Face or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty Kool-Aid Face. Uh, yeah, not always the best costumes in that show, but I did the, the musical version. I did love the, the dancing, you know, Musical demon in that one. That was, that was some good stuff. Uh, what they have like the first uh, first season was uh, or end of the first season was the principal turning into some kind of creature, wasn't it? Big snake dragon yeah, thing. That's right. yeah. The ascension. Yeah. The the mayor. The mayor. Yeah. The he, mayor. Was, he was a great character too. <laughs> so yeah, uh, one of the one of the episodes, the principal gets eaten by. The hyena kids. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was fun. The, uh, the they ate the school mascot, that poor little pig. I felt so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they love some hanging threads, too. There's the infamous, I uh, remember, the praying mantis woman teacher that seduced Oh, every Xander. time Xander got a date, it was a bug woman. Or yeah, a yeah, or something horrible, yeah. Poor yeah, the, the girl the, the girl he ends up with, fucking vengeance demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Xander's <laughs> dating not so good. Yeah. <laughs> It's a point where you just give it up, dude. Yeah. But they left, like, that hanging, like, at the end of the episode, they flashed, like, her eggs being in the bottom of the school or something. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff going on in the bottom of that school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they get sucked up by the, the snake demon or whatever. Yeah, what a concept, man. Uh, yeah, Joss, make more stuff, man. I we'll love, watch it. yeah, the, the snark factor is, is definitely yeah. what drew me. And, uh favorite Firefly character I don't even have to ask is Inara. I know that. No, I, just, no, that. I, just, I said earlier I'm, you know, as far as like Gilligan's Island, I'm definitely a Marianne guy not a Ginger guy. Firefly I'm definitely a Kaylee guy and not necessarily, not that I wouldn't, you know, give me a Kaylee Zoe Inara sandwich to be the meat in and I'm there but I ain't gonna kick any of them out of bed for eating space crackers. But... <laughs> Kaylee's my girl. Why do you take this that way? It's just... 
That is so wrong. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. Uh -huh. Best Alrighty. and most, it's, uh, someday historians, <laughs> the best and most used euphemism for masturbation will be, I'll, only, I'll be in my bunk. I'm calling it now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yes, I'll be in my bunk. I love Jane. I did not like him in the beginning. Did not like him in the beginning. He kind of grew on me like a fungus. Pretty good character. Um... One of the best lines, and they had so many great lines in like Serenity and and Firefly. But of course, the, one of the best lines in well, the like opening line of Serenity is like, you know, this is the captain speaking. We might experience a little turbulence and then explode. You know, Wash being like, it's like this is going to get pretty interesting. Define interesting. Oh God, oh God, we're all going to die. You know? There you go. And the best line between Mal and uh, and Jane is. You want to run this ship? Yes. Well. You can't. It's mine. You can't have it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up, kids. It'll be another mindless drivel. Scott and Sarah coming at you in April sometime. I don't know about you, but I'm going to slay the dragon. You're going to slay the dragon? That well, would be I'll, the ending of Angel. I'll be in my bunk, and I aim to misbehave. So. <laughs> Bye now. Bye-bye. Dingoes ate my baby, played their instruments as if they had plump Polish sausages taped to their fingers. You have been listening to Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. Please return your brains to their original upright position and exit to the left of the podcast. If you'd like to keep us talking, throw us a topic suggestion or just say hi at mindlessdribble at yahoo.com. Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah is produced by Scott McGregor and Sarah Tonin and is part of the Two True Freaks Podcasting Network.
Take me, sir. Take me hard. We'll be in our bunk. 